Welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. Today with us, we have Adrian Politasi, previously from Liberty High School, now with CSN Coyotes. She played basketball and ran track and now plays basketball at CSN. Adrian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to jump right into the conversation. I wanted to start with your background. Talk to us a little bit about where you're from and kind of how you got here to Vegas and Liberty High School. Well, I'm from Hawaii, Eva Beach, and um, growing up, I didn't play any sports, and I was a chubby kid, <laughs> you know, regular poly kid. Um, grew up around a lot of, like, it was more, how do I say it? Um, in Hawaii, it's mostly Asians, and like... Everyone is short, so like the community is just like yeah. So you were like <laughs> so, a giant over there. Yeah, yeah. I was. I like. I had to look down at people all the time. So you know. And how long were you there before you came over here? Like, at what age did you move? Um, I moved here when I was in sixth grade. So about, um, I think that was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So you moved here when you were. When I was um. Oh my gosh, what age was that? When I was sixth grade, would you say that? Sixth grade. So 2015, I mean 2017, which I would have been 12, I think. Yeah. What was it like? Did you have like an adjustment period? Oh yeah, um, it was hard moving here from Hawaii because the um first of all, the weather here is way different. It's straight dry over here, but in Hawaii it's tropical, like you have a little bit of humidity. You know, you're surrounded by water, but over here, it's like just dust. Was it easy? I mean, I know there is a community here. Did you feel or did you have people you knew here already? Or was it easy to kind of transition into the community and kind of get like acclimated? Did that help at all? Well, um, my mom's sister, she lived here with her husband. And so we just decided to move over here because she was the only one of my mom's siblings that lived in Vegas. While my my mom's other siblings live in Washington or Samoa, so we just decided to move here so she wasn't lonely. And her husband is kind of like old, so we just decided to move to help like take care of him too. Um, when I moved here, the community, like the friend group that I found, I was surrounded by mostly Mexicans or or black and white people, so I just I just hung around with them. Until I got into high school, and that's when I met, like, Polly's. And you guys still have family back in Hawaii? Yes, we do. We I'm still do. sure you're aware of, like, fires and everything mm-hmm. back home and thoughts and prayers to everyone yeah. back there. Um, hopefully everyone's okay. Coming to Las Vegas again, kind of changing scenery, changing culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you jump into high school. Did you start basketball right away, or did you kind of start just with school? I started basketball when I first moved here. Okay. So in sixth grade, um, you know, it was pretty rough start because I didn't know how to play basketball. I barely even knew the rules. I I only knew how to dribble like a little bit. So like, it was it was hard. And then I, I could barely even make a layup or a shot. And the basketball shoes I had weren't even real basketball shoes. They were running shoes. So, you know, you you just see a, a big girl in the gym with running shoes on playing basketball. You know, that's pretty goofy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's how it was at first. And then we progressed 
and we're here now. <laughs> so, so did your parents, and I don't know how big basketball was in Hawaii, mm -hmm. but were they supportive of it? Did they want you to do like any other sports? My dad was a volleyball player oh, okay. when he was um, when he was still in Samoa. So he he was really like trying to edge me towards that sport. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like I wanted a challenge because not that volleyball isn't hard, but like I feel like basketball, like I feel like they do more conditioning that's mm -hmm. tougher than volleyball. And I definitely need to push myself considering I was like, just this big chubby girl playing basketball. So I was like, you know, but I did at one time I did do dual okay. um, basketball and volleyball, but volleyball wasn't like, I didn't play volleyball in high school. I just played it like for fun on the outside. Like mm -hmm. I would go to open gyms and stuff and I would play volleyball there. So I, that would help me keep me in shape for most of the part. Sorry, dad. <laughs> I'm sure he was fine with it after he kind of realized yeah. and saw you starting to progress and picking up basketball. It's like, hey, I guess she's going with this. We'll we'll back her. Yeah, my dad's actually pretty uh, really supportive for me playing basketball. I mean, I know there are some times that he'll be like, you should play volleyball. You should play. I'm like, it's okay, dad. I think I'm just going to stick to one sport. So. so being new to the sport, kind of starting to pick it up, getting acclimated, was it? always easy for you was it something that you really had to work at and what made you say like hey this is something that i really want to put the time into to get better and to see where i can go oh yeah no basketball was not easy for me like i said i was this just big chubby girl so it was kind of hard i had to really work hard to get where i am today like especially with conditioning um like just being mobile um having like like getting my attention span more wide so that I can ha um be more like reactive and stuff and um just being overall athletic like I think that's a huge part I feel like polys like Polynesians like they're all they're born a lot of them are born athletic mm -hmm. because I mean you can see like the NFL like almost a lot a good percentage of NFL players are um, Polynesian, so I feel like it's just the bloodline or something. And then you got WWE, too. <laughs> They're a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> so is that because I feel like that was always naturally part of your game. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up in my head. I think it was last year or the beginning of this year I sent you a message. Like, you were always one of my favorite players. Just the way you played, like, was so aggressive. You just did not care about <laughs> the other yeah. team. Like it was, it just always felt like that dominant performance of like people are just bouncing off you. <laughs> you're just like straight to the basket. Like girl goes flying. Yeah. You're like you don't look, you don't <laughs> react. You're not happy. You're just like yeah, <laughs> right to the free throw line. Like I always love that about you. Like because <laughs> it brought toughness to the team, and I felt mm -hmm. like the team took energy from that like from your plays and and just kind of built off of that momentum which i feel like they really needed sometimes
I swear, like, whenever I do that, I, I'm not being cocky. I'm trying not to be cocky. It's just that, it, like, when you're in the when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, you just got to, like, I try not to, like, whenever I make an and one or, like, get a block, I don't try to celebrate, like, as much. I, I probably celebrate more for my teammates when mm-hmm. they do that type of stuff rather than me. I just, like, I just, like walk to the free throw line yeah i can't remember really any celebrations again you don't take people's hands when you get knocked down you need to get out yeah another team you're like i know (laughs) i haven't that so really tough player so you know i think the toughness on the outside and toughness on the inside two different things you know high school especially being kind of transitioning into town transitioning into a new sport and i think with covid hitting like that's a lot of change to deal Mm -hmm. with um talk to me about what that time was like for you during covid wow covid was really bad for me actually personally i when covid hit they told us march 13th no school so and then no school for two weeks and then after the two weeks hit it's just no school for the rest of the year um i had actually stopped playing basketball because like um, COVID was affecting my family like crucially. So my mom wanted us to be more safe and like she she quarantined us in our house for about like a good I would say when does when did it start? Um from April to November. So that was a really long time for me. Like I I had gained a lot of weight and um I hadn't I hadn't really been mobile at the time, but then um, my friend, as you guys know, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. Aaliyah Montaval, she actually, she's been, she would always text me. She's always like, you need to come here, blah, blah, blah. you need to come to workouts. And I'm like, okay, I'll come with you. And so I went with her to one of the storm workouts. And I, from then on, I just kept going. And she really, she's probably one of the big reasons why I came back into myself and like I'm I'm here today still playing basketball. So what was it like with that relationship with her and then getting to play for the Storm? Cuz I think that's kind of when I first really started picking up and watching you over the summer. Um what was that club ball time like for you to I feel like build and grow kind of taking you into like senior year? Um it was it was um well at first because I had gained all that weight I was and I had like no I was not in shape at all. Like I had no stamina for it whatsoever. Um, at the beginning, it was tough, but then as I kept like consistency, like I just just kept going at it, pushing myself, and then I had lost about thirty pounds within the first month or two when I came back to go play with them. Mm-hmm. And then, so obviously at the time I was a sophomore. And we didn't have any school basketball, but there were tournaments. So we played in tournaments for our own high schools. And um, it was it was really good. And then we stopped. And then that's when AAU started. And that's when, like, our, my game, like, really developed and peaked a little more. And so I think, I think that was... Um, that was just a transition of the whole from quarantine back into my routine. That junior year going into the senior year, you were playing for the Storm. 
Did you play in the tournament at the Las Vegas Convention Center South? I think you guys played like Shaq's daughter. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We played um and won. Yeah, we played I think her name is Mel, right? I think so. Yeah, we played her. She's she's pretty tough. Yeah. You know? She's tall. Um I remember watching that and thinking that was a really good challenge for mm-hmm. you. Like that whole game. Yeah. I feel like um the main reason we won that was because we were like we knew like everyone was gonna be there just to see her because you know she's Shaq's daughter, and so we just we just took it to like our hearts. We were like, oh yeah, we gotta win this because if we win this, then like it, we're just we're just like that. <laughs> so um, that game was pretty tough. Uh, I think um, one of my teammates were injured at the time, but she was pushing herself to like get keep playing Mm -hmm. and yeah i think that bond like that hard work and the like the motivation that we had that's just what led us to win the game so kind of coming from covid having to kind of pick up conditioning get yourself back in shape then going into the high school season like what did your day-to-day kind of like regiment look like did you do you like a lot of outdoor running? Did you do like lifting? Like how did you kind of work yourself back into shape and get ready to kind of start the next high school season? So um, our coach at the time wasn't um, Coach Billy. It was Coach Cops, who who's now coaching football at Gorman High School. So um, um, he would make us, because he was our head coach at the time, he would make us go – we would set up times and we we called it the breakfast club. We uh we would go to we would go to the park that's right next to Del Webb. I forgot which one it's called. I think it's called Anthem Hills. I'm not sure. We would go there like every morning on the weekdays and we would just work out our skills and and um condition there too. And so like it's the peak of the, like it's the peak of dawn, like in the morning and we gotta we got to run, do all this, and it's cold. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, when can we go home? But, you know, <laughs> Coach Cops is not – he he's that type of person who doesn't care. <laughs> like, he doesn't care if we're, like, if we're dying <laughs> or, like, we we're out of breath. He's he going to make us run. So, you know, we just – we already knew who, you know, he's been the coach for um, Liberty Women's Basketball varsity for i think a while i don't know how much years i think 10 plus years so you know we're just used to it and we we do not want to get on his bad side so we're just like you know we got to push we got to push we got to get it going so when you you look at the training you were doing then and now kind of moving over to csn how do you feel like that prepared you and is there a huge jump like where do you Kind of what does your training regiment look like now that you've kind of taken that next step to the, the college level? Lately, instead of like going outside to play on the courts, I would go to the gym and lift. Um, I'm that's just me like trying to muscle up for this upcoming season. But then um for regular basketball, like skill training, I would just text my coach, Coach Anthony. And um, he's he's like he's a training coach, so I would text him. I'll be like, "Hey, when can we meet up?" So 
we can get a couple like training sessions in and so I just go train with him and um I train with my team obviously and yeah those are so yeah those three workouts the gym um skill training and then workouts with my team so then outside of workouts outside of conditioning outside of strength training and lifting nutrition do you have a diet anything you follow is there anything that's like off limits or you're just like hey uh to be honest i do not i mean <laughs> we you know i think we just eat everything you know? okay <laughs> i think it's it's just the blood you know we're not picky if it's in our face if it's right there we'll eat it as i say i feel like within the culture there's a different appreciation for food and i think you guys have a lot more variety and a lot more yeah. like at your disposal right i'd imagine it's a little bit harder just to be like for family meals and stuff like no i'm having um if you if you try to deny a meal you get hit so <laughs> look don't do that <laughs> not in not in my family maybe you can try someone else's family but no not me. <laughs> not yours. okay um so senior year talk to me kind of about the experience let's talk about like highs and lows like what were some like good memories fond memories you have and then we'll kind of get to kind of the end of the season um some good memories i had during my senior year was probably um probably our team bonding and because we really struggled with team bonding in the beginning when coach billy came because i feel like no one was connected everyone was just like because you know how we fresh start fresh out of aau and mm -hmm. we go back to season because aau is just like you know you playing by yourself you're yeah. trying to get your own you know but for season you actually got to play with each you got to play together but um it was difficult for all of us to do that because everyone wanted to be selfish with the ball or everyone just wanted to um get their own but it's it's a team it's a team effort and like teamwork so we did some coach billy would make us do some like um team like buildings and we would just go off of that and since then he would make us do team building a lot and like we started liking it and then that's how we got closer and so our bond as a team got stronger off the court which made it stronger on the court as well and so that's probably that's probably what my favorite memory was okay so i season went well you guys make it to the playoffs um you're in the game basically to qualify to go to state versus Coronado. Mm. Talk <laughs> me through that last game of the season. Oh, wow. Because um, so, I think going into the game, I would say you guys were kind of projected as a team that was going to come out on top. Mm. Um, during the season, you guys would beat Coronado by a couple points. Mm -hmm. um, walk me through kind of from your perspective, like how that game went, what happened? Honestly, um, I don't know. I mean, I already knew Coronado was a pretty tough team. I feel like my team was just not in the right mindset at the time. I don't know what we were all like. Some of us were shaken up because my team has a hard, my team at the time had a hard time 
defending the three-point line. So that's what really killed us throughout that whole game Mm -hmm. was three-pointers. And so, you know, like, you got all of us running around, like, trying to guard someone, and then there's a screen that's set on us, one of us, and then there's a person wide open, no help, you know, open shot. And then they every time they had that open shot, they would make it. So that's what made the points go higher and higher. Um, I feel like some of our team, like they were worried worried about who was gonna play and who wasn't, because there were some there was quite a few people on Coronado's team who were injured, like right. Jayla. Yeah. And I know she's like a big stepping big stone piece to of the it. Yeah, yeah to their team too. So they're all worried. Well, some of them were worried about that. And then others, they're just, I guess, I don't know. I feel like because what happened with our previous team, not this year, but the, the other year when I was a junior, when we played Spring Valley too, it's kind of the same thing. You know, um, semifinals, going to state. A lot of our teammates were like they were just expecting to win against Spring Valley. So I feel like that's probably what happened with Coronado too. Like maybe because, you know, everyone just – everyone has expectations. They think that, oh, yeah, you're going to win, you know, you toss, right. and then everyone just gets a big head from it, and then you go in the game and you see the score, and then you just just have, like, no energy to, like yeah. – Yeah. I think you guys started off okay. It's a, There's a famous Mike Tyson quote that says, like, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I feel like – to what you were saying kind of about the threes mm-hmm. like once you guys kind of gave up a few of those it looked like you guys just couldn't recover yeah it's kind of like people got a little bit down on themselves and then they kind of just the energy shifted they got the momentum mm-hmm. and then you could you could see it in the players like yeah it just of kind of was hard to get back and they were kind of riding a high and they kind of just ran away with it after mm-hmm. that um so kind of taking some lessons from that Coming into CSN, um, talk to me about what you think your biggest attributes are, kind of what you're going to bring to the team outside of what we already know, the toughness. And I think that part that I would say comes natural to you. Like, what do you think you can help the team with? What are you going to kind of bring to to help lift them and, and push them and get them going? Just mentally, like as a team, like bonding wise to get to know them all. I feel like being... Um, like being understanding I feel like that could help because I'm a very understanding person I feel like if you tell me something like I won't judge you for anything like you know we all we all have different mindsets we all do what we do you know it's just like everyone's different so there's no reason to judge because you might think what they're doing is not right and so and so so I feel like I can bring that to the to the team Someone along those lines, we talked a little bit about like the COVID time. We talked a little bit about like mental toughness and the mm-hmm. team during that Coronado game. How do you feel that like mental toughness and just overall mental health impacts not just basketball but sports? Mental health is definitely a huge um, a part of like being an athlete in general because if you're not in a good mental mindset, then you're just going to be down practice you're going to be negative and that negative energy can feed off to your other teammates and even your coaches and then just the surroundings it's 
it won't be a good place to be in. So if you keep your, as long as you keep yourself like mentally okay or like above that, then you can go, you can achieve whatever because if you put your mind to it, you can do it. <laughs> so looking at to where you made it now, now playing for CSN, kind of on the court and off the court, what are your current kind of goals and aspirations for kind of your, your journey now? Well, off the court, my goal is to get a 4.0 GPA because our team, I, I want our team GPA for CSN to like rise because we had there was a couple of players who left that had good gpas from at csn so i want to so fill in that gap yeah i want to fill it in keep it going um on the court my goal is to just keep pushing surpass my limits um just do better than what i did like learn from my mistakes and play harder um like I feel like my biggest challenge for basketball is defense mm -hmm. because I'm more of an offensive player. So I just need to work more on defense and I think I'll be okay. Looking at your journey and your support system, um, talk to me about, we'll start with family. Um, talk to me about the family backing and the people that kind of support you from uh, that home aspect. So my family, um, I have a lot of family <laughs> and my biggest supporters are my parents, of course, and my uncles and aunties who live in other states. And my auntie that I mentioned before, she was one of my biggest supporters too. Um, my, um, the one, the reason why we moved here, this is actually her. She passed away this, um, past year. So I really miss her, but I know she's wa she's watching me from above. My dad and my family, they would always come to my games. They would always ask me, even family from Samoa, they would always ask me like how my games are going. They want they want me to send them film and stuff. They always ask me for updates and like how how I'm doing, like how's the team doing. So I feel like they're they're just really supportive and I love that about them. Talk to me about your auntie um that relationship that you guys had um and the uh, kind of your overall family support like what does that mean to you to have that does that help push you to keep you going yeah um she keeps me really motivated because she's actually a really big sports like fan um I have two cousins who are in the NFL and her husband is actually Panay Sewell who is the Panay Sewell that's in the NFL. Mm -hmm. His grandpa is her husband. Okay. So my uncle. So they, they're technically like, they're supposed to be like my nephew-in-laws or something like that. But I don't know. I just called them my cousins. You know, we are all polys. Were, I don't know. Sometimes we just, you just even if you don't know them, you're, you're my cousin. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, she is their biggest fan. Like, um, just recently this year, Noah got drafted. Um, I know she would have been really proud of him if she's got to see that, but, um, she's always been there for them and she always supports them just like she's been there for me and supported me. And I know she was proud of me, uh, always doing what I have to do, even though she, there was some games she couldn't come. The most important one was 
probably my senior um my senior night mm-hmm. all a lot of my family was there to support me and cheer me on so that made me really happy and that just pushed me to do good that game kind of leaning off your family support from a kind of coaching perspective talk to me about what your kind of that family looked like of coaches trainers that kind of helped build the player that you are today so when I first moved here my first coaches were because I went to Schofield Middle School my first coaches were coach E and coach BJ um they helped me to push me where I am and they even even after I left middle school and went on to high school they went to Liberty too they moved to Liberty so they transitioned from um from Schofield to Liberty so I had them I was blessed to have them for another three years um so in total I had them they coached me for six years and then coach cops came in the picture when I was a seventh grader so he's been there for me and he's always supported me too uh I wanted him to come to my senior night but um there's just some problems that he had and he couldn't come but he was thankful that I invited him stuff so but I I would always I always thank them for where I am today because coach cop his conditioning is it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun so you mentioned senior night a couple of times when we go into the breakdown room we're gonna watch senior night video I have it all queued up but talk to me about you know when I think of your senior night first thing I think about is culture like that like hits like as soon as you start the video for everybody that sees it like it's going to be apparent <laughs> you're going to go well there's a lot going yeah. on so talk to me a little bit about how important that is for you and kind of what what that means because I feel like that mixes kind of like the family dynamic mm-hmm. the culture like it, it's all kind of mixed into like one big like melting pot um so for my culture my Samoan culture um we're really prideful for like our own selves and our families. So like um we support each other on anything, like graduations, graduations are really big. Like like I feel like anything that is um that can be achieved, like Polynesians, Samoans, they'll throw big parties just for you. And so like uh senior night, that same night we went we all went to Denny's. So um I feel like just any celebration, like, uh, it's always going to be huge um, culturally um, and physically. <laughs> um, they're just always going to be there because they're our family is our backbone. So without them, it's like there's there's no one else. For you, there's no one else there. There's no point. They've always supported. They provide us what we need. And especially with my parents because my parents um, are from Samoa. Uh, well, my dad was born in San Francisco, but he grew, he was raised in Samoa and they're fluent in, in our language. And so when they moved here, that first they moved to Hawaii, it was tough for them because they had to transition from a, another island into um, America, which had more better things than um Samoa did so I feel like I'm just I'm just very thankful and grateful for them because 
um, they provide us, they provided me and my siblings with everything that we need. And they made sure that we didn't go through the same things that they did. They definitely went above and beyond. I'm thinking like of that senior walk. I mean, oh, the yeah. decorations and accessories oh, that yeah, were on the, um, your person <laughs> at one time. Like, I don't, I could see like this much of your face. It was like, you guys will see it in the video. It was like decked out. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. You should see experience. my graduation pictures. They were more than more what, than that. Than more than senior night. That's all because of my mom. Because my mom likes to go above and beyond. She wants me to be like, she wants me to be like the, the, the number one over, <laughs> number one that anywhere I go. Like I have to look. I have to look the best. I have to be the best. Like she, that's that's just how she is. Yeah. So when you're kind of like looking through this entire experience, kind of looking as your journey for someone who kind of took the leap culturally, came here to the States, kind of got acclimated, got yourself in. If you could speak to a younger you for younger poly girls that are coming up, that are either making the same transition or still kind of like finding their space, like mm -hmm. what advice would you give them from kind of like the lessons that you learned? I would say don't care what other people say. Like, Everyone judges one another. Judging is just something normal. But, like, if you just keep your mindset to yourself and you just keep, like, keep that as your main focus, then you'll get where you want without, even without the people that you might want um, attention from or you might want um, validation from. Like, they don't matter. You, only you matter and your family and whoever else that supports and cares for you but um in sports i would say just keep pushing um sometimes it gets hard especially um a lot of athletes they go through like a mental mental break and it it'll make them question their decision if they want to keep playing their sport or not i feel like you just got to keep pushing through and then the outcome will be worth it like you'll get what you want Good message. Good message. I agree. Um, so, all right, we'll give your, I want people to have, again, I think the kind of the point of these podcasts are to let people get to know you off the court, mm -hmm. um, especially when people have seen highlights and they've been to the games, they have like one idea of who an athlete is or who a coach is. And so kind of the point of this is to give some of that like behind the scenes, family, culture, background, um, and also to talk through like challenges, et cetera. Cause I think, you know, it's really easy to watch highlights of all stars and Bronny James mm -hmm. and like think that things are always a certain way. And when you get to kind of watch some of the like behind the scenes documentaries and stuff, you kind of realize, oh, like, oh, they're he's a high school student. They're going through the same challenges I am. Like, and there's a lot of stuff I feel like that kids can learn from like getting to hear like the different experiences. And if someone who looks like me, I'll, they it not only tells them like, OK, I can get through those challenges, but I think it also gives people the ability to see what they can become, like see mm -hmm. that they can make it to that step. You know, it's hard, I think, especially coming from like a culture where, you know, there's not a ton of Polynesian basketball players, for example. Mm -hmm. So for younger girls, when you don't see a ton of people that look like you, you might think like, hey, that might not be for me and they might not even try. But when they'll have role models and they can say like, oh, she did it. She's got to that level. She's playing in college now. Like I should stick with it. I should give it a chance. I think that's super powerful. Yeah. I'm going to give you this camera right here. That's going to be your camera. I'm going to have you look there. I'm going to have you give your Instagram handle just where people can find you. Mm -hmm. Right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, 
Adrian underscore Politasi. Do I just write that? That's yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how long have you been in a relationship for? Um, I've been in my relationship for a year and three months now. Okay. How has this relationship contributed towards, again, playing sports? Mm-hmm. There's always a lot going on. You're balancing being an athlete with being a student. You have, you know, responsibilities at home with the family. A lot of us, like, work during school and sports, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to balance a relationship on the side. Like, how have you been able to manage all of that? Uh, me and my boyfriend were kind of like, we're not not like as clingy as like a lot of relationships are so i feel like that helps and also we're both athletes so we understand each other like like if we tell each other we gotta go we have a workout then they'll understand like they'll wait or or well when i have workouts he'll have workouts so like it like times out perfectly Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's really just it just depends on the person um like if you two decide that you want to do this knowing that you might not have enough time for each other and stuff like that but it's it like it's also on yourself like if you want to make time for them or not because i feel like everyone has time it's just that you know sometimes you just don't want to make that put in the effort to give the time to another person and stuff so did he also go to liberty he did okay do you want to know (laughs) what what sport did he play he played football what position um uh d-line trying to guess i'm not sure if we would know him what what uh class he same class as me 23 is i have to guess i'm not gonna guess i want to guess i have two guesses who no, I don't want to <laughs> You tell me, I'll tell you if it was right or wrong. Okay. Oh, wait, I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that wasn't me. Yeah. I know who it is, though, but you I'm do? glad I didn't guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say it all out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them to watch the video and be like, oh, I thought it was me. <laughs> it could have been me. <laughs> uh, so now transitioning from high school in a relationship still playing sports like how do you how have you worked to kind of keep that together as you kind of like because going from high school to college is a big jump and journey on its own and you're trying to figure out like the situation what i'm doing and you're also trying to still cater to another person make sure they feel like respected and that you're giving them attention how have you like kind of balanced those we make time for each other like we facetime each other the usual um no need to I don't mean to sound corny, but yes, we sleep on FaceTime together. <laughs> he lives in Cali now, so. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, he, so, like, it's, I feel like it's more difficult now because, or, well, actually, I don't even know. It, like, in person, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like now it's just better. I feel like it's just com- more of communication than just, um physically being there for them right so i like communication and comprehension that was really important for our relationship and he um he communicates well um i try my best to communicate as much as he does to me and so he he's actually he's uh, about to start season because his schedule is really busy 
currently like for the past month probably it's been really busy mm -hmm. for him like he has to wake up at six in the morning then he has meetings at 7 30 breakfast and then right after meetings he has a workout and then he won't finish until like 11 30 or 12 and then he'll go back he'll go back to his um apartment for like an hour or two and then he has to get go back to another meeting yeah. another because he plays he plays for ucla so like you know ucla is one of the big schools so yeah. he gotta like he has to stay on top of that and obviously i understand that. like i'm like there's some times where he he's like out of it and he like wants to just he, sometimes he just wants to stay home and sleep and i'm like no you gotta get up you better go you better go to your practice right now so we we motivate each other a lot he motivates me a lot too I'll leave that alone. I think that was good. So do we do we agree we can keep this in? Was that good content? Is that all right, he says yes. He was the first one that said thumbs down. So he's he changed his mind. So we haven't said any names yet. So in the future. Yeah, just cross like when I told you his name, just cross that out in the video. <laughs> as long as as long as he knows that I yeah. put him in the video, then yeah. he'll be happy. Yeah. All right. We'll just splice a little part in. Yeah. So he feels good. Okay. <laughs> Leave UCLA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're going through the roster. Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? So one question that we added in the last interview, and it's something I took from All the Smoke, um, they asked a question of, if you could see someone on the podcast, who would it be? And so kind of the way I framed the question is, in a sport that you didn't play, so mm -hmm. non-basketball, when you look at the people you knew, kind of like in high school, were there any athletes in a non-basketball sport that you feel like high-caliber athletes that you would say would be a good candidate for coming on the podcast? Okay. Tell me the name, the sport. Wait, how many? Have you had more girls on podcasts or more guys on podcasts so far? Even. So this it's is even? number five, so it's been two and two. So this is... Okay. Yeah. Do you know who the next person that's going to come here? Is it a boy or a girl? girl okay i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say dua so my friend Landua rayawa keep he was the kicker for liberty's um liberty's varsity football team okay so i feel like he's a good candidate for this and now he goes to he goes to unlv now okay but um he doesn't play any sports okay he, he stopped playing football but he's a good he's a good person okay got it. good athlete awesome all right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, taking the time. Again, I think this is a good conversation, a good way to help not only get the kind of message and story about you out, but to help people, you know, take a look inside of the athlete and get a little more of that behind the scenes and kind of become a little bit more familiar with you that, you know, athletes aren't just the people on the highlights, mm -hmm. that there's like a big story behind it that comes with family and culture and like challenges ups and downs and i think this helps people kind of see that and get a little bit of that insight so i appreciate you coming on um thank you guys for watching you can find us on instagram at anything for sports and on youtube at anything for sports tv thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you in the next one